All right. Thank you. And uh, welcome to this week's segment of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we connect and collaborate with experts in the industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I'm focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and their self-worth, otherwise known as that self-esteem and how valuable that is in today's workplace. You know, people matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. So this week we have Meredith Elliott Powell joining us. Meredith, are you out there? I am out here. Excited to be here. Excellent. Well, thank you for being on this call with us. I want to go ahead and give you the proper introduction. So I'm just going to kind of set you up and share people that um, Meredith Elliott Powell is voted one of the top 15 business growth experts to watch by Currency Fair. Meredith is an award-winning author, She's a keynote speaker and a business strategist. With a background in corporate sales and leadership, her career expands over several industries, including banking, healthcare, and finance. Meredith has worked her way up from an entry-level position to earn her seat at the C-suite table. She is a certified speaking professional, and that's a designation held by less than 12% of professional speakers. She is also a member of the prestigious Forbes Coaches Council, I also want to share that she has a cutting head, cutting edge message, and it is rooted in real life examples and real world knowledge. Meredith is the author of four books, and today we're going to really kind of dig in and listen to what Meredith has to say about Own It, Redefining Responsibilities, Stories of Power, Freedom, and Purpose. And so um, that's where I want to turn it over and um, and really kind of let you take the show from here, Meredith. So thank you. Great. Well, I'm excited. Let's let's talk about um, that book, Own It, Redefining Responsibility. You know, um, it's funny. I've got a funny story about uh, writing that book is when I told my publisher that I wanted to put the term responsibility in my title. Um, he said, you can't put responsibility in a title. Nobody wants to be responsible. Nobody will want to buy that book. And, and I said I didn't care that that that's really that's really what I'm passionate um, about. I want to shift the paradigm so that people see that entitlement is the path to failure, and taking ownership and responsibility is the path to success. Absolutely. All right. So where do you see that that threat of entitlement coming from? And let's let's talk about that for a minute. You know what? What a great um, what a great question. Where is it rooted, and where did the shift? Um, you know, where did the shift really happen? I think that um, you know somewhere when I was doing research for the book, somewhere in the um, late '60s, really more to the early '70s, um, with with the coming of of, of Doctor Spock as it relates to um, to children and how we wanted to nourish more than punish. A very good thought. But, you know, like we do in most things, we took the pendulum um, too far, and we wanted to help people to succeed, and what we've done is we've turned into a culture where we don't want anybody to fail. And the problem is when you take failure out of the culture, you take people's real opportunity to gain the things that they really need to be successful. Failure is critical because picking yourself back up is where you gain confidence, information, knowledge, and the things that you need to put yourself in control of your own success. Absolutely. Okay, so when you speak that, have you experienced um, 
an example of failure that you can take us as a as a platform? Absolutely. I have um personally and professionally and probably more than my um fair share, but you know, because this is twenty two minutes and not twenty two hours. We'll just so good. <laughs> we'll just right. right. We'll just <laughs> that's right. We'll just focus on a couple of my um on just a couple of my uh um my failures. Um, you know, professionally, one of the pivotal moments um, of my career is that um, I was working for um, for one of the best boss I basically um, ever had, and some things happened where he was going to take a promotion and move on, and he had selected me to be his um, predecessor, and um, and I didn't know it. He didn't share that information um, with me. So that when he got promoted and the information was announced, the change was announced, I was pretty passive-aggressive uh, about it, and I didn't react very well because I didn't want change to happen, and I didn't want him to leave. And I ended up blowing up my promotional opportunity. Um, I, my behavior was so unprofessional that they passed me over and chose somebody else. I was the lowest point of my career because I realized what I'd done. I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. But that next year, um, feeling I'd really lost my opportunity to be promoted, I just kept my same position, poured my heart and soul into my team, apologized for my behavior, and within two years, I was promoted to a better position, huge bonus, huge bump of pay. But it was at that point when I realized I held all the cards to what happened to me, and I, I was the one who had messed things up. It, it wasn't my boss. It was, it was, it was me. And that, when you realize that you are in control of how you react and what you do, you realize you always are in control of how successful you can be. And I, and I really, it bothers me because I really feel that we've taken that out of our society. And when we take that out, we rob people of the very tools they need to reach the level of success. If you, if you help me and determine how successful I'm going to be, then I'm only going to reach your level of my success. If I own that I have the tools and the strategies within me, how far I go is up to me. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That is such – okay, so here's the key question. How do you own it? Like, how how can we get to that place? And what will inspire that ownership within for us to come out and stand tall and say, you know, I'm going to own it, and there's a responsibility feature here. Share more about that. Well, I think the first step is – First, you have to swallow the pill. You have to swallow that. Because, you know, I'm going to be the first to say, it's a whole lot of fun to blame other people for, for what's wrong in your life. Nothing like I like than going out with my girlfriends and whining about stuff. Right. It's fun. <laughs> but, but here's the problem, is that the moment you label yourself a victim, the moment I blame somebody else for my problem, I just gave away every ounce of power I have. So the first thing is you have to swallow the pill that no matter what, you always have the power within you. So the first thing is to shift your paradigm and accept that. The second is learn to separate fact from emotion. 
you know, you, you've got to, we get all caught up in our boss is a jerk or our spouse, you know, didn't do what they were supposed to do or our kids are driving us crazy. I mean, we, we get caught up in the emotion of things. And, and we need to get down to, to, to the fact. Beyond that, accept that life isn't fair. I don't know why some kids are born into families where their parents can pay for college. Some kids don't even have a chance. But if you accept that life is unfair and you start to look at the things that you can control versus the things that you can't, if you can raise your life focus over those very few things in life that you have control, whatever you focus on in life expands. So if you focus on what you can control, your, your control expands. If you focus on what you can't control, then you'll forever be a victim. Absolutely. And I love that because I stand for empowerment, right? That's what yes. she's inspirational. You know, it, it, it really empowering you. And, um, and I love your approach to it. So mm-hmm. we talk about productivity and customer loyalty and success at every turn. Okay, so when we own it, Meredith, when we step into that, talk to us about, like, how that, through your experience, how does that look from a productivity, customer loyalty standpoint? Well, you know, when I wrote the book, Own It, I wrote it in three sections. And, and what the book is about is why the state of employee engagement today is at an all-time low, like why, how we've gotten ourselves here. The second piece is written for leaders. How do you build a culture and environment where people want to own it? How do you inspire your team? And the last part of the book is written for, for the employee that says, what are you doing waiting for somebody else to engage you? This is your life, your career. Step to the plate and take ownership. So when you ask me that question, I'm going to answer it two different ways. One is if, if you are an employee and you want to own it, let me be the first to tell you, if you get one good boss in your life, if you get one person in your life who cares about your career, you're luckier than most. So understand going into a job, if you're waiting for somebody to recognize the work you're doing, if you're waiting for somebody to tell you what your promotional opportunities are, or if you're telling, if you're waiting for somebody to tell you what skills you've got to learn, then you're going to be sitting in that position a long time waiting. Understand that to succeed in your career takes two things. First, you've got to do the work. You've got to invest in your company before you ask your company to invest in you. And the second is you've got to learn to find your voice and learn to ask for what you want. Ask what skills you need to learn. Ask what promotional opportunities um, are out there. And ask what needs to be done in order for you to reach the levels that, that you want to reach. Right. So that's what that's what you that's what you got to do from an employee standpoint, and from an employer standpoint, you you have to make it clear what you need from people. You've got to let them know to say first of all, this is what's going on in our company, and you've got to learn to lead through the power of ownership. You've got to understand that as a leader, the question of what the company needs to do that's yours. But the question of how it needs to get done, that's up to your team. People get motivated when they get to be a part of the solution. They support what they help create. Right. Oh, I love it. Love it, love it. And so setting your expectation and speaking that tone is so, so powerful in what you're stating here with owning it. Um, Okay, so here's the thing, too, and I'm going to kind of step back into that employee element that you mentioned. 
you know, succeeding is doing the work and then learning to find that voice. What have you found from your experience, you know, and fear, okay, fear of finding our our voice and actually fear of owning it? Can you share any insight on that, Meredith? Yeah, I think that people um, people are very fearful. Um, and this is, you know, it's funny because I just finished a leadership program um, for, for a group of um, high potentials in a company. They're in their early 30s. And probably one of the biggest fear points. I'll put it under that category. But right. people think it's wrong to quote-unquote brag about yourself. You know, like people believe we're all raised um, that if we do the work, somebody will notice. And the worst thing I could do is go in and quote-unquote be a brown noser or brag about myself. And so, again, I really write about this in the book. It's got to be a paradigm shift. You have to understand that this isn't bragging. What it is is saying, hey, I'm putting my hand up, and I want to know in five years, I want, to, I want to have another position in this company. So help me understand what you need from me in order to achieve that position. And then as you learn the skills, as you get through the accomplishments, you're keeping your leaders informed of the things that you're doing. So it's getting past that fear of asking for what you want and this fear of thinking that if you do so, you'll be positioned as somebody who's a bragger or pushy or aggressive. It isn't what you're doing. It's how you're doing it. Um, one of the saddest things I see in companies is the CEO has no clue of the talent he or she has within the ranks of the company. Why? Because the company is too big. They can't possibly know every person and everything that they do. And so, so basically, if you don't speak up for yourself, you have to pray and hope that the person you report to cares as much about your career as you do, and they're getting the message to the top. And personally, I don't want to put my future in the hands of somebody else. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that fear of bragging rights, I mean, so how do we make those paradigm shifts? What, what allows us to step into that? I mean, like you've written about it, you obviously you speak and present about it, um, how do we do that? Well, the first thing is that, that you need to um, start to look at yourself through the eyes of your boss and through the eyes of your CEO. I mean, one of the problems about um, uh, what I see is employees get upset. They say they don't recognize what I'm doing. They don't see the work that I'm doing. Well, when you step and you look through the eyes of your boss or your CEO, what you're going to see is they are busy. It's not that they're being rude, not thinking about you, but my goodness, they're putting out fires all day long. And so, yeah, in a perfect world, you would be top of their list. But again, understand the world's not perfect. The second is learn to find your voice and use coaching opportunities, performance reviews as a time to ask for the things that you want, but ask for the things that you want in a way that says, I'm willing to do the work to get them. I want to know what you need from me. And the, and the third is, to just to take a little sting off this idea of bragging about yourself, is understand that you need to teach other people to do it too. When you promote yourself into a position of leadership, it isn't just about you. You're going to take other people with you. Absolutely. Yeah, by you moving up in rank, you naturally, yeah. and, and as, you, as a leader, you pull other people up with you. 
And that, I think, when you intersect that, like, and redefine that as responsibility, you know, that, like, by taking responsibility for ourselves and our actions, you're actually having a bigger impact because that's going to naturally segue and and bring people with you. Okay, so who needs this book, Meredith? I mean, like, who – you obviously maybe – as, a, as a, a published author and your experience, who and who did you write this for? Who needs it? I wrote, I wrote this book for, um, first of all, for leaders. Okay? That's, you know, that's what the section is written because when I wrote the book, when I finished writing Winning in the Trust and Value Economy, all about how to be successful in today's economy, leaders kept coming out to me and okay, I get it. I understand. I know why I need to do things differently. But help me with my employees. So this book is written for leaders to understand if you own a business, if you employ people, you need this book. But the other thing, the other people who need this book is it's written for the employee. I kept going into businesses and seeing two things, leaders who were stressed out trying to engage employees, and the second was employees who were so tired of being asked to do more with less or fearful they were going to lose their jobs. And that's who this book is for. Excellent. Okay. So, all right. So as we're entering into a new year, I mean, this is, you know, this podcast is coming live in the first quarter of 2017 mm-hmm. for people. You know, what have you seen as, uh, you know, what are trends that you see coming um, as yeah. you've been out there talking at, the, at a very high national platform that you can share? Um, well, great, great question. Um, one is that a uh, big trend is that everything is going to center around talent. You know, a lot of times I I speak from the platform about the fact that the legendary leader of GE, Jack Welch, said there were three things that a leader needs to focus on, cash flow, customer experience, and employee engagement. And I say that in today's world, people don't have time for Jack Welch's three things. And so if you're going to put your time and your energy in one place, you want to put it on employee engagement. If you focus on cash flow, you won't necessarily impact the customer experience or employee engagement. If you focus on employee engagement, you'll improve the customer experience and you'll improve cash flow. So the trend is to understand the war on talent is getting wickedly tough. So if I were a leader today, I would put my time and my energy here. The second thing is that this economy is going to continue to shift, change, ebb, and flow. For leaders, you need to realize that the majority of the things that can impact your success are on the outside of your company. They're not on the inside. And so you have to shift how you lead to be, focus- to be focusing externally, understanding the shifts and trends um, you know, that, uh, you know, that are happening. We're going to continue to see more customer, uh, more customer control and attracting loyalty and things like that is going to be um, is going to be more challenging, which means that your focus you're going to grow from the inside out. Your best path to success is to make those existing customers or clients really, really happy, so they go out and really talk um, to uh, to um, other people um, about about your your success. Right. So it's that customer experience, and you know, and that is a huge key element, and. And that's what yes. keeps people really loyal to a fault is what yeah. I have found as well. But is there is there a magic bullet <laughs> that, you know, that you've seen that will help us do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I, I mean, to me, the magic bullet is, um, is, is to put your time and energy, everything you've got in attracting, developing, and fully retaining 
the best people around you you can. There's The reason there aren't other magic bullets is because there's too much going on. There's too much change. I mean, I can tell you to focus on um, on products and services, but, you know, somebody can open up across the street and provide the same things that you do. You're now dealing, you know, your competition is not only the guy down the street, but it's somebody in Korea. So, I mean, you know, if we, if, if gas prices go up, that impacts you. If, um, if a new piece of technology comes around, that impacts you. So as a leader, the one thing you really have control on is the fact that you got to have all hands on deck. You got to have the best and the brightest around you, giving them every, giving you every idea they've got and being as passionate about the success of your company as you are. If you do that, you're going to you're going to roll through these changes like it's nothing. Absolutely. Oh my I love it. And I love I can't wait for people to get out there and um and to learn more. So you're coming to us from North Carolina and yes. again it's Meredith Elliott Powell own it. Redefining responsibility. It's stories of power, freedom and purpose. And so the way that you can learn more about Meredith, visit our website at marlohiggins.com. You'll be able to learn how to obtain this book, connect with Meredith and her different resources, and add her to your circle of influence. And so I just want to thank you, Meredith, for, for being on this call and sharing your um, just your insight and your sage um, direction and the advice that you get to share with other people. We want you to, um, you know, share this podcast with others and get this message out there. And so we just want to thank you for passing this along. And, um, again, this is Marlo Higgins, your host and Chief Inspirational Officer with your 22 Motivational Minutes. So thank you. Have an awesome day. And thanks again, Meredith. I appreciate it. Thank you.